Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I'm here with Dr. Manisha. Dr. Manisha, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your podcast show. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So for those listening, we have just completed about a, a week-long retreat uh, going deep into the science of life known mm -hmm. as Ayurveda. Mm -hmm. And I did with you a, a consultation around my, my dosha, my, my unique constitution, and you advised me on how I can use that to live perhaps more in congruence or more in harmony with my nature. And I found the insights truly profound. Can you share for those listening a little bit about how you think about what a dosha is and how we can use them to, um, you know, really align ourselves to, to that which is most congruent with our nature? Okay. Okay. So Ayurveda, which is a science of life and it teaches us how to take responsibility of your own health. Mm. And so there are some little tools or some little habits that if you incorporate in your daily routine, then it is easy to balance all, uh, all your psychophysiology on your own. You don't need a doctor. Mm. You should become your own doctor. Love that. Yeah. And so when I saw you, so when I felt your pulse, so it's one tool that how to find out your constitution. Because in Ayurveda, we say there are three main elements, air, fire, and water. So that is vata, pitta, and kapha. And everybody has these three elements in a different combination. And so when we feel uh, someone's pulse, so we find out, so are they imbalance or if someone, you know, they uh, have some any uh, impurities or some toxins. So it's, it's a good tool in Ayurveda, how to feel your pulse. And according to that, once you find out your constitution, it makes us easy for me also and for you also so how to balance your that dosha your element with diet and with lifestyle changes mm. so it is it is simple it's truly profound because you know for those listening you may or may not have had uh, this opportunity for an Ayur ayurvedic diagnostic with the pulse but you've simply by looking at my tongue mm -hmm. right which is very mm -hmm. revealing evidently as well as taking the pulse and by the way, I, I saw a fascinating study um, wherein this was used at a Harvard Medical Center to detect as accurately, actually, as the Western medical diagnosis. So it's a profound, uh, profound tool for those who obviously know how to wield yeah. it. Um, but you also de detected within me, and you didn't necessarily know this, but also some deep-rooted inflammation. Um, for those, obviously, who are listening, many of whom may or may not know that you know the root of many of the modern lifestyle diseases in inflammation how can you how can you determine that utilizing ayurveda and i guess more importantly if you do detect inflammation or inflammatory markers 
how does one move to start to reduce that so as to be less likely to have disease onset? Because mm -hmm. as I understand, um, at least when I studied in Sri Lanka with the traditional healer, he described to me this notion of health being balance and finding that balance. And he actually mm -hmm. called it, I, I've never, I don't know if I've ever shared this with my audience, but he called it the heart rhythm. Uh -huh. And he said that what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring people back into this rhythm and this yeah. balance. Yeah. And the pulse is, I hadn't mm -hmm. put the two together, mm -hmm. but obviously the pulse mm -hmm. is the heart mm -hmm. rhythm. Mm -hmm. So can you share a little bit more about the insights that you can garner about the markers for dis-ease mm -hmm. or imbalance mm -hmm. and how we can start to think about bringing ourselves back into balance? Good, good question. Because inflammation is a kind of epidemic in this nation. Mm. And everybody has some kind of inflammation going on in, you know, there are some levels mm. so and there are many reasons number one is our hectic stressful lifestyle mm. number two is diet nutrition what we take in so not only through mouth but from all our five senses so if you are eating deep fried cheesy oily much meat then that also aggravates inflammation according to Ayurveda how we relate to that because it aggravates Pitta okay even if you eat something sugary sweet so white sugar it's it's literally it leads to inflammation because it's kind of feeds the inflammation it's it's aggravates your heat mm. okay it's kind of it becomes acidic after the digestion and so some stress, so some diet, there are some emotional imbalance, I would say, and we don't pay more attention to that. And that also leads to pitta imbalance and inflammation. Mm. So definitely we need to take care of ourselves and from the pandemic we have learned that lesson yeah so how we can work or give more emphasis on our diet some exercise and we need to make sure we sleep well because if you sleep well that is also that helps to reduce the inflammation and so it's it's a great simple tool but many people nowadays they don't sleep well There's, you know their mind is racing it's monkey mind and we need to learn that how we can calm down our nervous system mm. once your nervous system has calmed down then your whole physiology will calm down automatically and that will help to reduce the inflammation what are the ways in which we can do that how, what are some of the ways that you recommend for reducing that um that, that, that imbalance or that stress in the nervous system? I would highly recommend meditation mm. and listen to your own signals because your body sends some signals to you. But we are more on our outer world. We are very busy. We don't listen our body signals. Okay. So how we can tune with our inner nature, how we can connect to our inner self, that is the most important thing. You need to find out about who you are 
you need to find out your constitution, you need to you know connect with yourself, then you will understand what you need and then you can make some changes on your own. So, it is it is pretty simple, but I would highly recommend meditation It's very simple and great tool to balance your in general health and well being and to calm down your nervous system. There are some foods also um, diet if you can you know give more attention to what you eat when you eat and how you eat because according to Ayurveda once you know your constitution so according to your constitution you need to eat you need to incorporate some grains you need to incorporate some spices which has lot of benefits on your psychophysiological mm. you know we underestimate these spices or we underestimate this uh, freshly prepared food and nowadays means what I see in my practice that everybody complains about cooking because they think that they are wasting some time in the kitchen okay but I would say no you are not wasting you are kind of investing for your health mm. so you should spend some time in the kitchen and you should prepare some good meals freshly prepared meals it's you know it's the best thing what you can give to yourself because it's it's prana mm. what we say in ayurveda it's or you can say chi mana so you need to get that nutrients that vital force from the food what you eat and so you need to pay more attention on what you eat and what's in your plate you need to always think about it from where it's coming and what this food will do to me. Let's talk about that actually because I think this is one of the biggest pandemics we have actually now in modern life and living is food lacking prana, food mm -hmm. lacking the, the energy that sustains and gives life because we most of the food that people eat now is processed food. It's food yeah. in a box, yeah. you know, it's uh, yeah. oftentimes laden with uh, chemicals with all, lots of pesticides, pesticides glyphosate, food color. Yep. Yeah. And you I said something that struck me, which was food. You know, someone had told me once, actually, you know, if your food has ingredients, it's not probably real food. You know, food is the ingredient, you know, and, yes. and I think you drew yes. the distinction of like eat more of God's food. In other words, food that has yes. come from Mother Nature yes. Yes. Um, rather than man made, made food. food. Yes. And and one of the things that I found profound, uh, both in reviewing your book as well as in, in sharing some of the food that I have eaten over the course of the last week, which I can say for the, those listening has been unequivocally uh, vivifying. Like I feel more alive, even I feel like I'm mm -hmm. in a way like glowing. Mm -hmm. um, and that has, this food has been very you know all home cooked uh all 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 sustained all all natural um what are some of the ways that for those listening they can start to think about food because i asked you a question which uh unfortunately wasn't the answer i wanted to hear but i think was the right answer which was could you for example cook 
um, all your meals on a Sunday, for example, and eat throughout the week. And you said actually the prana leaves after about 24 hours. Yeah. So it's really important almost to start to create a, a practice, a mindful practice around how we prepare and how we go about um, our diet. Can you share a little bit more about the types of foods and also how spices play in mm -hmm. to creating mm -hmm. this pranic environment? Yeah, yeah, good. There is a lot to talk about food. <laughs> it's a vast <laughs> subject. It is. Yeah, but by the way, how did you feel when you ate during this retreat? I felt amazing. I mean, I felt... It was amazing food. It's honestly... It, it was simple. It was not that fancy food. It was not fancy, but it yeah. was life... Uh, affirming it was yeah. it was and interesting enough just to note we also took time to appreciate it so you mm -hmm. said you not only you said something pro interesting it's not where it comes from but also when and how you eat it mm -hmm. and the mindfulness mm -hmm. right because yeah. oftentimes I, myself included you know I'll just grab something be in front of my computer and very mindlessly just kind of filling my mm -hmm, my stomach mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. quote-unquote food mm -hmm. but the experience I had over the course of the last week per your question was I felt um, like I was in appreciation for the food I felt um, similar to when I lived in Sri Lanka I felt that the food was was imbued with love mm -hmm. that it was, that it was there was a great deal of care that was put into preparing the food mm -hmm. um, Dasha the amazing Ayurvedic uh, chef put so much love into mm -hmm. it you could mm -hmm. feel that you know like uh, you could feel that both the food came from a beautiful place but also yeah. it was prepared in a beautiful way yeah, yeah. and all of that translated to mm, me feeling very nourished mm -hmm, and very mm -hmm. energized yeah yeah so that's the important thing that when you eat you should feel nourishment mm. you should feel energetic so it's not like when you go in a restaurant and eat more cheesy oily deep fried food so for temporarily you feel it's good because you know that's what your senses are craving for but it's really not good for your physiology and afterwards you don't get good energy actually you feel more tired you feel more sleepy you mm. feel more lethargic after you eat in the restaurants yeah and so in Vedic um, term we call it food sadhana mm. okay so how you will Sadhana, it's like your own practice mm. and how you will practice or incorporate food into your daily routine, okay? Because how you will create a good relationship in a, in a good way, relationship with your food. It's not only for your senses, mm. but it has to be good for your psychophysiology because it's not only for your physiology, but it helps to calm down your nervous system. It makes your mind alert. Mm. It makes you uh, concentrate or focus on your subject. Yeah. So if yeah. you eat good sattvic food, freshly prepared food with lots of uh, spices, because spices has itself its innate intelligence and they know exactly where to go into your system and how to act accordingly and how to correct the imbalance. Mm. 
So, simply it's you just need to incorporate some simple spices it's like cumin, coriander and fennel seeds and cinnamon, ginger and there are lots of research on these spices means Ayurveda has you know mentioned about it from 5000 years and I would say that is the spices and herbs that is the main secret of uh, Ayurvedic diet mm. and cooking. Um, so, I think everyone needs to learn how to incorporate some spices in daily cooking and they need to spend more time in the kitchen, period. Yes, you, 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 you hit it on the head and one thing that was interesting I saw yesterday um, was uh, an interesting meme from this gentleman named Lex Friedman and he said what we think people would be obsessed about, if you could take people from say 500 years ago. What we think they would be obsessed about and it was pictures of an iphone and then he said what they would actually be obsessed with and which is a picture of now the accessibility of spices oh. because spices were yes. the currency of, yeah. uh, for for yeah. a very long period of yeah. time and uh they were people would go to war for them people they were they were the wealth of life because as you said they are you know adaptogens and they can they can basically they have an innate intelligence mm -hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit more about, because I think, I think this is one of the things very few of us think about uh, nowadays, uh, a little bit more about some of these spices and what, they, what their effect is, what their efficacy is. And, you know, for example, I, when, I, when I realized I had this inflammatory context, one of the things people talk about is turmeric and how miraculous mm -hmm. turmeric is mm -hmm. as an anti-inflammatory. Mm -hmm. Um, and now, you know, when I grew up, I would take oftentimes, say, for example, like a, a Tylenol or some, some kind of, you know, paracetamol. And now actually my natural go-to is to take some turmeric with black pepper. Um, so, and, and I find it works really powerfully. Um, but I know for you, you have this incredible and Dasha who was cooking with us spice, spice box, bo spice box uh -huh. and this masala, which you put yeah. almost in everything. Yeah. So for those listening. How can they maybe think about spices and incorporate them more into their lives? Okay, good. So for me, no life without spice. Mm. Okay, there is no fun in life. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, learn to add these spices. Maybe if you are making oatmeal, so add a little bit cinnamon, add a little bit ginger powder and see what it does to you okay so simply adding cinnamon will help to balance your blood sugar mm. so ginger will help to digest your oatmeal okay mm. because it kindles your fire it kindles your digestion okay it all as well as uh, helps to reduce the inflammation so ginger turmeric what you are talking about it's like the best anti-inflammatory mm. the vedic uh, name for ginger it's called vishwa bheshaj so vishwa means whole world and bheshaj means medicine hmm. so ginger is the medicine for the whole world anyone can use hmm. you can use fresh ginger you can use dry ginger and there are lots of benefits and there are wonderful research on that so only we need to learn how to add and it's a simply trick that if you want to make any uh, lentil soup, if you want to make any vegetable soup or just sauteed vegetables. So how you will add these spices? So you can use ghee, 
you can use uh, coconut oil okay and then warm it little bit and then add these spices for example cumin seeds a little bit mustard seeds or little bit cinnamon little bit ginger powder turmeric all these things if you saute in that warm oil or ghee because all these spices they release all those nutrients all those antioxidant properties bioflavonoids uh, in the warm oil only so that's why you need to warm the oil or ghee first and then add these spices and then what we call it's tadka Tadka. Yeah. So how you saute your spices in the oil and then you pour that in whatever you are making if you are making soup or lentil beans or anything. And so all those nutrients all that aroma all that volatile oils what spices has they will release that into your food. Mm. So instead of adding on top if you saute in the warm oil that would be more beneficial you will get 100% nutrients from that. Wow. So this like, because I it's, heard, I've heard about this before where like, for example, turmeric is more effective with black pepper. You're saying basically when you add the oil to these spices, it actually yes. activates them. Yes. Yes. And so for oils, because, you know, I think one of the things that's also not talked about a lot in the West is the quality of oil, right? So mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. mentioned restaurants and mm -hmm, also the, mm -hmm. you know, one of the great, I think challenges to health is the use of industrial seed oils, you know, that in food, which is, which is, can be, you know, very deleterious to health, you mm -hmm, know, like you're talking mm -hmm, about fried mm -hmm. foods and yeah. a lot of times these industrial oils are, you know, high in omega-6 and, and also just, you know, often used in genetically modified crops with yeah. glyphosate and other things. So let's talk a little bit about oil. So I've been told, and I'd love your thoughts on this because I don't know from an Ayurvedic perspective, but I've been told that we need to be mindful of like the what point the heat at which we're cooking mm -hmm. things right like olive oil is great for like on a salad mm -hmm. but if you cook with it you have to be mindful because it can deteriorate yes. at heat yeah i've heard ghee is very good and coconut oil and yes. maybe avocado oil yeah but i heard other oils not good can you share a bit more about oil yeah so it's very good and um, everybody nowadays talking about you have to have good quality fat you have to have your you know omega-3s so how we can incorporate all these things so ghee has it's called melting point mm. boiling point so ghee grapeseed oil avocado oil peanut oil coconut oil all these things has highest melting point so when you saute these spices in this oil so it doesn't burn mm. so it can tolerate that heat okay so that's why you use these kind of oils and ghee is also it's a very unique um, in ayurveda so which has highest melting point as well as it is very sattvic mm. okay so sattvic means it is good to calm down your nervous system it is so pure it will make you uh, more pure it's like you know it's humble it's more sattvic person mm. uh, that's what the quality of ghee is okay and so it's, it's very simple you just boil butter and then you can make at home it's very simple there are tons of uh, recipes on youtube um, but 
if you use that so the research shows ghee has quality that reduces your triglycerides and ldl hmm. and it increases the hdl hmm. so you said sattvic right. what's the opposite of sattvic it's like tamasic tamasic yes so, so what's, there are three the words please sattvic yeah rajasic and tamasic okay. so these are the qualities these are the qualities what does each and one you mean? can and you can find these qualities anywhere mm. okay in person in spices in food mm. anywhere in uh, animals birds anywhere and so sattvic means it's pure the, it's it's the pure quality okay so when you eat sattvic food that will make you uh, more you know because because from that food you will get good prana okay so it's when you get good prana you will get good energy and that's what you will think good your mind will become clear so you know you will create more good options okay so that is also important point that how you choose good thing mm. yeah so you need to create good options think good options and it those makes good choices so sattvic is so, is really uh it's quite it's it, it calms your nervous system yes. and it also enhances your ability to think more clearly yes and, exactly and is an overall denotation really of health it yes like. yes beautiful rajasik it's more stimulating mm. yeah so when you are eating more hot spicy food or if you are um, listening to more uh, jazz music rock music mm. that is more stimulating mm. so that aggravates your vata yeah Got it. that 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 makes your nervous system unstable mm. okay and so uh, for some people you need a little bit to stimulate that okay but it's not always a good idea you know the stimulating because there are enough things in our daily life mm -hmm. okay so we need to learn how to calm down okay and there uh, the third word is called tamasic mm. so tamasic is like dull it's like it makes you more lethargic it makes you more uh, uh, heavy yeah yeah and that's how you will become your nervous system also if you eat like that kind of food like tamasic which like dead food mm -hmm. okay so when you eat lots of meat which is literally it's in frozen section and it's you know it's dead meat you don't get good prana no prana mm. well i've had that so, experience yeah when i eat food that feels like it's old or uh, it's devoid of nutrients or yeah. industrial. Yeah. Well, I feel like many processed foods would fit in that category, yeah. you know, yeah. like what yeah. we're calling food. Yeah. But some yeah. people I would call Franken food, you know, yeah. it's yeah. actually yeah. like, uh, you know, like these fake cheeses and all these things that are that are made because they stimulate our uh, our almost addictive personality, you know, but at the same time, it's not nourishing at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and everybody has these three qualities, mm. sattva, raja, and tamas. Mm. Yeah, it's like what we are talking about Ayurveda elements like vata, pitta, and kapha. So the same thing. This is like your mind types, sattva, raja, and tamas. 
and so we need to learn how we can reduce our rajasic and tamasic quality and how we can increase our sattva that's purity mm. so what are some of the foods for those listening that are that are in that category that that help with the purity with the prana yeah so the simple is god made food mm. not yeah <clears throat> nature whatever it's in the nature like fresh fruits fresh vegetables if you get and if you cook every day if you prepare your meal fresh daily and if you eat that that you will increase sattva okay in your body and that will feed to your nervous system that will improve your sattva of mind you will think better you will act better okay that is that is simple um if you do some movements it's like simple walking um you if you do some yoga meditation all these things will you know the spiritual practices even if you uh, listen some mantra if you say any prayer if you know just chant om that will also increase sattva so these are some of the practices we can do to to cultivate more of that uh, i think of it almost as nutritious yeah, you know quality. nutritious practices mm-hmm. as well as nourishing mm-hmm. foods mm-hmm. i think in the supermarket oftentimes if you're not at a farmers market they say also you know really shopping on the outside of the supermarket because most of the time that's where the god made or natural made yeah. foods are yeah. and avoiding the middle of the supermarket which is oftentimes where the where the packages are filled yeah. with these kind of yeah. artificial yeah. ingredients yeah yeah um let me ask a question about uh, and and what we are talking about this sattva so from a woman's perspective mm. you know i would say it's beauty mm. so when you eat good food when you do some spiritual practice that helps to your beauty mm. it's health so let's talk about that then because i know many of us uh including including i think myself you know are interested in you know this notion of beauty and um and how we preserve uh, our longevity um etc and i know that you've you've obviously you've written a book on this i would love to get insights into how do we think about from an ayurvedic perspective um enhancing our beauty but also you know as that aligns with preserving beauty i guess over the long term good good actually we have forgotten or mistaken real beauty mm. in our modern times yeah and so i want to remind to all your listeners that how we can recover the wisdom of real beauty mm. okay what veda talks about so define that be- what is real beauty what is real beauty so real beauty is you, do you know if you check the beauty word in webster dictionary mm. so it says whatever you see okay a person or a thing that gives you highest pleasure to your body mind senses that's called beauty mm. that's the literally definition in webster dictionary mm. okay but if you go in a, you know vedic perspective what i would say it is 
the reflection of pure consciousness on your psychophysiology. Mm. That's what its real beauty is. Mm. Yeah. And it shows through your skin, it's through your outer appearance, through your smile, through you, how you speak and you know, all those things. And so that's why when I have uh, written this book, Enchanting Beauty, it's Ancient Secrets for Inner, Outer and Lasting Beauty. So <clears throat> what I found out in my practice that in this society, especially women, they don't take care of themselves. They are busy with, you know, more with their outer world. It's very stressful world. They need to play different roles in their lives. Mm. And when it certain times comes, like after 40, after 50, then they think, oh, I'm not beautiful anymore. Now I'm not useful anymore. So, you know, they don't feel comfortable in their own body. So that's what I thought. And I thought, oh, they are giving more emphasis on outer appearance, on outer beauty only. So they are go to the, you know, different cosmetic products. They use different cosmetics. There are cosmetic surgeries, yeah. Um, <clears throat> cosmetic industry is booming, I would say. <laughs> I would say you're right, yes. <laughs> but you need to understand inner beauty and that is more important. You need to understand who you are, okay? Because it's beauty from within, it's inside out. It's not outside in, okay? And that's what it's called, it's inner beauty. And once you know who you are, once you know how unique you are, once you know how gifted, uh, blessed you are, then that is that is real beauty means that shows you know because because you will feel good about yourself and that's the feeling good about yourself it is very important mm. because when you will feel good about yourself that will show on your outer appearance mm. that's what we call it outer beauty means no doubt for our outer body for our skin for our hair um, we need to take care of our outer body, body, yes? But the inner beauty is the most important thing and that is lacking in this modern society and especially what I see in the younger generation because all these uh, excessive media or uh, razzle-dazzle or airbrushing have led to, you know, it's like misinterpretation of what beauty is from where it coming from. Mm. And what does it real mean? Mm. Yeah, what is real beauty? They are really lacking of these things. They, this younger generation, they really don't know. So I would highly recommend if you are a mom, you should become a role model for your daughters or for, you know, for your family members. And I, I think all your listeners are more wiser and more health conscious and so, you know, they should make these good choices. They should find out about their um, <clears throat> inner beauty. In another word, there are some qualities, yeah? 
God has gifted us some good and some bad qualities. Mm. So what I was talking about earlier, like sattva. So sattva is a good quality. Mm. Yeah. So this inner qualities is means is if person is more humble, if a person has uh, uh, more uh, gratitude or more loving, caring, um, compassionate, all these good qualities. It doesn't matter that person's outer appearance. Maybe you know whatever he he is wearing clothes or if he's not doing any makeup or something for outer beauty. It doesn't matter. People will automatically attract to those inner beauty. They will come to that person. Mm. Oh, he is loving. Oh, she is very caring. It's your way. Yeah? Of, it's your way of being. Yes. And 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 just opposite if one person is like you know wearing all these um, <clears throat> fancy clothes branded clothes with lots of makeup and lots of jewelry and everything is trying to you know attract people but if she's angry or if she's rude mm. people will run away from her yes there is no point in outer beauty so what i mean to say you need to find out your inner beauty what good qualities you are gifted with and you need to cultivate those inner quality that will shadow your bad qualities mm. so basically accentuating those naturally born good qualities mm -hmm. which transcend obviously physical form yeah um, and having those be the cornerstone for your true beauty yeah Let's talk a Which little. We see all these things in the nature also. Yes. Uh, with birds and animals. Yes, of yeah. course. So it's it's beauty. Uh, it's not only you know the male and female. Yeah. So uh, it's not only they attract by their outer color, but uh, with because of their skills. Okay. So for example, um, say frog. It's nice. Um, Externally, it's more like red and green color. Okay, mm. so that's the male frog, and um, so if he is attracting to the female frog, okay, and so it's not only by that color, but the female frog will recognize or will attract towards him when he, when and how he will jump more skillfully. Mm. So you know that is that's his inner quality. Mm. Yeah. So it's same thing about peacock, same thing about any other birds, you know, how they <clears throat> dance. Uh, so it's not only about the beautiful feathers of the peacocks, but how he dances gracefully. That's how he attracts the female peacock, mm. you know. So it's all about this inner beauty, means it's everywhere. Mm. but we need to understand that and we need to cultivate that inner beauty and i think that is the secret once you know who you are which good qualities you have that will affect on your outer physiology and if you maintain your inner beauty and outer beauty that's i would say it's lasting beauty mm. yes so it's like anti-aging or longevity lifestyle you know yes yes you need to constantly work on that because it's it's a constant process you need to work on your 
inner appearance as well as on your outer appearance. Mm. Then at the age of like 50, 60, 70, 80, you will feel, oh, still you are beautiful, yes. still you are healthy. <laughs> yes, I mean, health is the true wealth, no? That's yeah. what they say. Yeah. We chase, uh, we chase uh, external things, we mm -hmm. chase all kinds of things, but actually, if you take a, a sick person, say, you know, like, um, you know, Steve Jobs, you know, billionaire, you know, founder of Apple. Yeah. But I think he would give all those billions away yeah. for, you know, yeah. another year of life. Mm -hmm. And so the yeah. health is our true wealth. Yeah. Yeah. I want to I want to ask you a little bit about you. One of the things that I found so profound was you're talking about oil as it relates to health. Mm -hmm. So how how we think about uh dryness is aging and and how oil can help us uh, to lubricate and, yes. and you actually use oil in the nose in the ears um, can you talk a little bit of, and also I, I would love to talk about oral health because that's one of the things that I didn't think much about at all if I'm honest but then when you went into talking about oil pulling mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. how our 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 mouth is attached to our brain and it's attached to our hearts and our and the tongue is what you use to actually yeah. like diagnose yeah i was like wow i'm gonna take my oral health to the next <laughs> level so can you can you share a little bit about both um oil mm -hmm. and how you think about uh dryness and aging and then go into perhaps uh, a little bit around oral hygiene and health good good for oil, Sanskrit word, do you know? No. It's called sneha. Sneha. Yeah, sneha. It literally means love. Mm. Okay. Oil is love. So when you are using oils to all your five senses, means that's what Ayurveda talks about, how you can lubricate all your five senses, okay? Mm. It's not only about skin but to your eyes, to your nose, to your ears, oil pulling. So that will help for longevity. Mm. Because when you get more older, then your body secretes less enzymatic secretions and you know juices and so your body becomes more towards dry side, mm. okay? And so how we can give more oil and make our body more unctuous, more lubrication. Mm. So that will help to all our um, senses and our cells to become more alive, okay? And so snehana, so that's a benga or oil massage in Ayurveda, it gives a lot of emphasis in your health or in your well-being because it's not only helps for your dryness in your body or in your skin but it nourishes or it calms down your nervous system mm. because there are same neurotransmitters on your skin and in your brain mm. so during the development of fetus okay during the fourth month where your nervous system uh, develops so the same layer of that nervous system your skin forms hmm. so it makes sense whatever we put on our skin it reaches to your nervous system so if you are using good warm herbal oil or even 
simple plain oil like olive oil, sesame oil, coconut oil and if you are doing self massage, it will really help to calm down your nervous system. You can do in the morning or you can do it the evening, whenever you have time. Okay, so it will help to relieve stress, and there are um, research on this. So simple abhanga, it's a good technique to incorporate in your daily routine. Okay, so that's for your skin, for your ears. So according to Ayurveda, your ears is a full of air. It's like you know ear canal is like full of air and space element so if we fill that space with some warm oil so that will lubricate that area and that will also calm down your nervous system and that will balance the pressure okay the same thing if you put your uh, if you put some oil in your nose what we call nasya some nose drops nasal administration and so that will also help to clear your sinuses and according to Ayurveda your nose is the gateway for your brain so whatever you put in your nose it directly goes into your nervous system and so if you are providing good quality oil so that will help to calm down your nervous system you will feel you are thinking clear your you know your thoughts are more better mm. or uh, your mind has more now focus or you know it will it will <coughs> give some vata pacifying effect hmm. that will help to unwind your day your stressful day if you do before bed that will also help you uh, for sleep okay you will sleep like a baby if you put couple of drops in your nose what kind of oil is there a, per a particular kind that's to, good to 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 start with you can use just plain sesame oil hmm. but I would say instead of using plain sesame oil, why not herbal oil, mm. which has more herbs and which balances, you know, the impurities, it takes out some toxins, what we accumulate inside. And so uh, we use, it's called Anutel, it's, it's the name of, it's the traditional Ayurvedic name, it's called Anutel. So that's what we use. So it's good practice for uh, your nose and during this pandemic so uh, we were telling to all our clients use your nose drops and that will help to you know uh, to cleanse your nasal passage it helps to uh, give more strength to your respiratory problems to your lungs and uh, as well as uh, you will detox all the impurities okay mm. uh, there are some eye drops for your eyes you won't believe that if you have ghee before bed you can just take a little bit drop on your finger pin uh, finger pad and then put it in your eyes like eyeliner and go to bed so because i would say nowadays everybody is in front of screen mm. at least five six hours and everybody is complaining about the dryness in the eyes burning sensation in the eyes or diminished vision all those things so uh, this ghee will really help or even uh, coconut oil also will really help castor oil is also very cooling it's very lubricating quality and um, so do that have you have you done that before i'm going to because this is one of the main you know when you told me about the inflammation one of the ways that i i show 
uh, most acutely my inflammation is actually in the under pads of my eyes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So one of the things that I realized working with you was that I want to do more oil. I think you should use castor oil yes. and just simply do gentle massage around your eyes on both sides. That would be really helpful Yes. before bed. Okay. Yeah, and the castor oil for those also listening is something that we used that I'm going to now incorporate per your uh, suggestion into a monthly cleanse. So castor oil is something also that in addition to its uh, enhancement that we can use under the eyes, and you were saying sesame for the nose, would you use sesame also for the ears potentially? Uh, yeah, you can use coconut oil, sesame oil, even olive oil. Okay. Yeah. And coconut oil. So the castor oil is something that we took in the morning and you recommended taking once a month as part of a uh, purification, a cleansing routine, yes? Yes. Yeah. yes. So how does that work? So basically for those listening, if they wanted to, you can take what I took three tablespoons, I think, uh, some, I don't know, from say one to three tablespoons. What do you recommend? Yeah, it, it depends upon your uh, constitution. It depends mm. upon your bowel movement. Yeah, some people have like tendency towards constipation, it's dry stool, some people have, you know, it's normal stool, it's a little bit on loose side, so it depends upon that. Um, but it's safe uh, amount, I would say to start with one and a half tablespoon to two tablespoon of castor oil and it's not a good taste as, as you took. So um, we always recommend it something sour, okay? Because sour taste is like lemon juice or grapefruit juice or orange juice. So that helps to cleanse. Sour taste helps to cleanse, okay? Mm. And that will kill the castor oil bad taste. And so if you mix castor oil in a, any juice, where is freshly squeezed orange juice, lemon juice, and take it in the morning, so that will help to purge that will help to detox your cleanse your gut because we need to work on our gut health it means nowadays is modern medicine all the modern doctors are talking about how you need to improve your get gut health in order to work on your brain health yes. yeah it is related and so this is very simple but once a month if you do this cleanse at home i think it's a wonderful tool yes because you talk about the gut now as being locus for your immune system, no? Yeah. I think. Uh, yes. Uh, and, and they also call it the enteric nervous system. So it's dramatically, yeah. you know, your serotonin is produced, your feel-good chemicals produced in yeah. your gut. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I know that, you know, like many people, I've grown up eating, you know, unfortunately, more of the standard American diet than I care to admit. Yeah. And so I think for those it's listening. It's called sad diet. Exactly. Mm -hmm. This is the castor oil. It sounds like it really helps to clear both the stomach and the intestines oh, yeah. of accumulated yeah. toxins and things that need to ultimately be released to yeah. enable the successful processing it, and digestion. Yeah. It helps for the inflammation yes. because castor oil is cooling. Mm. It reduces the inflammation and which has mild laxative quality so that's what you need to you know purge excess pitta excess acid all the impurities what we accumulate yeah yes and it's not only for your gut health but it is good for your mind and your emotional health also because there are some toxins we accumulate through emotions yes yeah? it's a very inexpensive solution too uh -huh. i mean many of us 
you know, look around for all these different uh, cures and things and you spend, you know, no, it hundreds. Is, it is simple, but it's it is so simple. effective. And very it, effective. And it makes sense. Yes. Yeah. It is not a rocket science I'm talking about or, you know, it's all these Ayurvedic um, remedies, yeah. uh, especially in daily routine. They are very simple, but they are really effective. Yes. So these little, little habits, if you incorporate in your daily routine, like what we talked about, self-massage or putting some nose, um, putting some drops in your nose, putting some drops in your ears, it really, really helps. Profound. Yes. And let's talk about the and oral health. And then you, you asked me about the oral health. That's so what I, exactly. That's what that. I wanted to get to next. Yes. 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 So... Oral health is also very important mm. and uh, according to Ayurveda, your tongue is the mirror of your gut health. Mm. So this is a tool in Ayurveda that when we look at the tongue, then we get an idea that how many impurities or toxins you are accumulating or you are storing. So when you wake up in the morning, you should look at your tongue in the mirror. If you see there is a coating, there is a white tongue, it simply means you haven't digested your dinner well. Okay. So it has to be, the normal tongue has to be is like kitten's tongue, it's pink. And so that's why um, we always suggest use tongue scraper and use oil pulling. So oil pulling, it's like pulling, it literally pulls toxins or impurities from whatever we store in our oral canal or mouth, mm. okay? Because it's very important, your um, <clears throat> digestion starts from the tongue itself. So there are thousands of test birds on your tongue and how we can keep your tongue clean it's important in order to secrete those uh, enzymes or salivary secretions okay so you should not cover your tongue or your taste buds with toxins or with impurities okay mm -hmm. so always make sure your tongue is pink and it's clear without any coating without white color okay so always look your tongue into mirror and then you can make some choices so say in um, the morning time after you are brushing if you think your tongue is more coated then just skip breakfast and have some ginger lemon tea that will help to digest your food that so basically yeah. what you're sharing is in the morning if you look in the mirror, you can look at your tongue yeah. and you want ultimately like what you said, like the kitten, like that pink, that pink quality. Uh -huh. And if it's more white or, you know, showing, you know, you can feel a coating, mm -hmm. then that's mm -hmm. an indication that there's some, some cleansing to be done. Yes. Can you talk also, because you mentioned earlier with the oil pulling, and yeah. this is something I found fascinating, mm -hmm. that there are certain types of toxins that are almost, at least this is my interpretation, like they only come out with oil, like they're oil. Yes. Yeah. So that's why, and because I never thought about it like that, right? You think about toxins, oh, okay, you flush something with water, but that uh -huh. there are certain toxins, it sounds like both in the guts, but also in the mouth, yeah. that are only, that are attracted to the oil. So when you actually use oils in oil pulling, you're pulling out toxins that could all otherwise onset deeply yeah. in such a way that they can more easily be pulled out and, um, and excreted. 
good so there are two types of toxins one is hydrophilic toxin and other is lipophilic toxins so hydrophilic toxins they dissolve in water and so they comes out easily through sweat through urine you know but lipophilic toxins their structure is like oil gooey sticky and they don't come out easily so research shows that only 1% in one year that's the low rate yeah wow. only 1% in one year those lipophilic toxins come out means your body throws them out okay so what we can do <clears throat> so this oil when we incorporate okay um, in our daily routine oil pulling it literally pulls out those lipophilic toxins and that's how when you use this oil you can use simply sesame oil or coconut oil take one teaspoon to two teaspoon put it in your mouth and just swish it like this and then throw away okay and spit pull out the that will pulls out all those lipophilic toxins and <clears throat> you might have heard that uh, everybody is talking about now microbiome yes okay and so ayurveda talks about this microbiome since, since long time but it's so fascinating that all these um, microbiomes they live in our body mm. they are everywhere and there are different types like thousands millions billions different types and they, so especially if you want to improve the quality of those good microbiomes there are some bad microbiomes and good microbiomes. Mm. so if you want to improve the quality of the good microbiome so take out this bad microbiome through this oil pooling through this detoxification and that will automatically improve your good microbiome mm. and that will help for your gut health powerful and in terms that of will these... help for your immunity yes simple Right, because your immune system is localized in your gut. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And in terms of the lipophilic toxins, it makes sense with oil pulling. Mm -hmm. um, for panchakarma, which I know you perform also uh, at your center, which is utilizing, I'd love for you to talk a little bit more because I think you were sharing with me that there, you do over seven days and there are seven tissues yeah. and toxins throughout those various tissues. Is it also corresponding? Because mm -hmm. you use oil, as I understand it. Yes. I haven't done it yet. Uh, yeah. I'm very interested in doing it. Yeah. Um, but the panchakarma, it, for the deeper reset of pulling toxins from your body, which one can do on a season, you know, maybe twice a year or, or what, I'd love to hear how much mm -hmm, you recommend mm -hmm, to do it. But mm -hmm. is that also working, for example, through whether it be enemas or, oh, or the yeah. various ways in which you put oil into the body, is that also working to pull out these lipophilic toxins? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's the basic idea behind Panchakarma. So Panchakarma is like a detoxification process. It's a unique process in Ayurveda mm. and everybody needs detoxification. Yeah. Yes. We, we accumulate so many impurities uh, through food, through water. Uh, there are some emotional toxins. We just accumulate everybody has those but we need to do some cleansing always yes. yeah and so when you do panchakarma so we use lots of oils internally and externally so that's what it makes it special from all other detoxification mm. so say example uh, coffee enemas or there are some scrubs or uh, uh, any any other process okay but 
in panchakarma we use lots of oils internally and externally so when you take oil internally when you ingest oil say uh, olive oil or ghee or coconut oil and there are some herbal oils also herbal ghee also so we recommend our clients according to their uh, constitution according to the uh, chronic disease according to the uh, level of ama what we say so level of toxins mm. and so you need to ingest that like say today one teaspoon tomorrow two teaspoons so you increase the dose internally and then as well as externally you do oil massage self massage and so that will really help to get rid of toxins from inside out without damaging your system mm-hmm. so, so we want detox. to yeah it's a gentle detox because we want to take those toxins out from our system and those toxins they like your body they don't want to go out from your system <laughs> but we are making them forcefully go out but without damaging our system so this oil it's not only it helps to pull out those lipophilic toxins but oil gives lubrication oil gives more strength to that particular organ or particular system so that is also another benefit that's why we use so it's detoxification as well as it gives some strengthening quality it's nourishing quality because we want some kind of rejuvenation also so it's simultaneously it happens and so we when we ingest that oil internally when we do externally some oil massage so that helps uh, for mild cleansing and then you do there are different treatments so um, oil enemas and some like shirodhara that's a uh, oil on your third eye to calm down your nervous system it's a wonderful research that how it helps for your anxiety and depression with that shirodhara treatment so mm-hmm. it's very powerful treatment with warm oil on your forehead um there are some steams and saunas and different scrubs we use lots of herbs for uh, you know we make herbal paste and scrubs so there are different different uh, treatments we do and it's like a tailor made treatment plan so that's what it's unique about this detoxification it's unique about this panchakarma according to your constitution according to your age according to your uh, imbalance according to your ama level toxins level um, according to the season so we kind of uh, uh, organize a plan for you it's mm. which is unique for you personalized personalized and and i love this so one of the things you also mentioned that i loved was this idea of so the ama or the toxins the lipophilic mm-hmm. toxins mm-hmm. it's like the oil is a magnet to pull them out as mm-hmm. i understand it mm-hmm. but simultaneously you you had said when back in the in the days pre you know natal care units in hospitals if a baby was born prematurely for example um that they would use oil on the skin yeah. and the baby could to help the baby grow so it sounds like also because this was something i didn't fully understand but that the way i you know you talk about the skin connecting to the nervous system 
but also like that the skin almost takes in nutrients it sounds yeah. like so that actually oils can with the herbal infusions be mm-hmm. almost like uh, a nutrition and it sounded like it's also connected to yeah, the uh, nervous system can you talk a little bit about that yeah I found it fascinating. so your skin is the biggest organ mm. whatever we put on our skin it goes immediately through mm. these pores okay so it immediately goes into your system and when you are using especially this herbal oil so it's not only that oil will give you nourishment yeah but the herbs they will uh, help to balance your ph they, they will help to you know take out some toxins and so it it's very simple technique but it's really profound and especially in olden days uh, they didn't have incubators especially for premature babies so they used to do massage for babies like a couple of times per day and that's how the baby used to grow wow it was that was very profound so you know when you have uh, it's it's simple it's more like if you have some dryness or uh, if you have uh, uh, diarrhea for example okay um and so immediately you will feel like weak and kind of dehydrated your skin will become more like wrinkly and dry and so that time you put you give uh, saline yeah mm. iv intravenous yeah the that, saline that's solution. like yeah that's like to immediate give nourishment hydration yeah yeah but instead of that if you put some oil and just do some self massage the oil will just go immediately into your system you know your body whatever you put on your skin it goes immediately because your body doesn't need to digest through mouth not through this route okay but it goes immediately into your system through the skin it's like transdermal absorption wow and so it's very simple but it's very profound so i would highly recommend to all your listeners if they want to start self massage in their daily routine that will change their life wow. you will feel the difference and what type of oil do you use for that is it sesame or coconut or sesame oil it's it's very good okay yeah sesame oil is like the king of all oils yeah but, and then it would also i guess by deduction it would make sense to think about also what else you're putting on your skin right like so many cosmetics are toxic oh, yeah. i mean i think some sunscreens obviously I would love to hear if there's a natural sunscreen or some way in which I know zinc is more natural, but there's so many things that we put that have so many lists of ingredients that we put on our skin that I imagine are not healthy mm-hmm. from cosmetics mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to sunscreens yeah. of certain kinds. Um, how can we start to think about what we put on our skin such that it's the most nourishing and health producing? Like I think you mentioned if you can't eat it maybe don't put it on your skin <laughs> that's that's simple yes that's simple yeah. yeah and i and now luckily there seems to be more products that are coming out that are that are oil truly, based and truly it, like with herbs and everything because all these lotions and um, more moisturizers they have tons of preservatives they have tons of chemicals and research shows that that literally disrupts your hormones mm. and that affects on your reproductive system 
and no wonder we have so many uh, problems with infertility so that's what nowadays i see because i see mostly women in my practice and so there are so many problems with imbalance in the hormones with infertility and uh, it's it's sad it so, is and that's yeah. related to that you said like is it like endocrine disruptors is that related to yeah. to um to the cosmetics and yeah it's it's huge huge because problem. because yeah women women use a lot of you know they try this cream today that lotion tomorrow and you know all this makeup has so many toxins and uh, on this ewg guide yeah so you will you will find out or everyone will, can find out so you need to learn how you will put some clean products or simple oils so nowadays there are many companies i have also um, formulated some facial oils for vata pitta kapha some um, good uh, massage oils we have a detox oil it's like skin tone oil which is more nourishing oil even sunscreen has um, oil we have oils in sunscreen so it's very natural so find out you know make a good choice where can yeah. people find that is that on your website or yes so our website is ayurvedichealing.net beautiful yeah yeah because i think i had known before i was first tuned into this four sigmatic was a company that i i was taking their products which was adaptogenic mushrooms but they did a, a skincare product and mm -hmm. it was the first time they were like, oh yeah, you can actually eat it. And I was like, yeah. wow, it's the first time I've actually heard about this notion of something where it's edible, which mm -hmm. made me feel a little bit more comfortable, yeah. but it's not so common, I think. I mean, it's interesting. I just went through my dop kit after talking with you and I saw, okay, I have this lotion from this hotel and it's got like, a, you look at the ingredients and it's like, wow, I don't well, even you, know what you, these you are. You cannot read. <laughs> no, exactly. You don't understand. Means those are so much chemicals and your body doesn't understand those chemicals and your body just accumulate that. It's like a toxic substance. Yes. And that's how we, you know, accumulate. And if you use again and again, and that's what your lifestyle is, that's how you will, uh, end up in accumulating those toxins but when you are using just simple herbs and simple spices and simple oils all those elements your body recognized you know there whatever is in the nature those elements it's in all these natural things and your body recognizes those so your body easily digests that mm. and it's more beneficial it is and it's it's interesting because i feel like i think about so many things like soaps for example you know mm -hmm. like i went to public school or like you go on the airport and you mm -hmm. the soap you put on your hands is neon pink, blue or, or <laughs> red you know it's definitely not uh yeah. natural yeah. and a lot of times at hotels yeah where we're putting in the conditioner mm -hmm. the soaps on our skins mm -hmm. are full of toxins you yeah. know and that you add that to the the environmental load of toxins just in indoor environments which is also now laden with toxins um, yeah. So me, me and Dr. Suha, so we are uh, <clears throat> formulators, so we designed formulas also. Mm. So there are some uh, companies when they design their product, so they want to show us and you know, so I just remember when you said this, there was one guy, he came to our clinic and uh, see um, what I have created, it's nice oil. Uh, which has very uh, less fragrance it's good uh, good for it's a unisex it's good for everyone everyone will love this they can carry this it's nice in a spray bottle 
okay and um, look at this so we looked on that and then he sprayed on our skin and then he said now rub it and see you won't feel any oil okay so it just looks like water so we thought okay why in the world we are putting that it's not real oil <laughs> yes exactly not only that so i mean i just had that experience similar where someone gave me a cologne like a night like gucci cologne you know with probably very expensive and it broke it on the way here it broke in my bag and i got on my toothbrush and for two days i had a headache just from because i didn't know i didn't notice and it got uh obviously it got in in my in a in my mouth yeah not good but these things we are smelling and spraying all these mm -hmm. perfumes and mm -hmm. it's they're full of toxins yeah. you know and, and it's yeah. like it's it's affecting our health so much but no one is at least i say no one but very few people are talking about it and i feel like it's so powerful to think about okay what is it that we're actually using on our skin what are we smelling you know how how are all these things you know incorporating into yeah. our overall health yeah. picture yeah yeah because it's not you, talked about enough no you need to you need to make good choices yes and that's what when you incorporate some kind of spiritual practice mm -hmm. in your daily routine that will make you connect yourself mm. you know that will make you go more inward yes that will make you tune into your biological rhythms and once you know that then uh, you will make you know uh, good choices you will feel happy and you will feel beautiful and yeah it's it's it's, it's simple it's sim it is simple but it's uh, unfortunately sometimes the simplest things are are the <laughs> hardest to remember you know and we have to get back to that simplicity no just just start with one thing you know you don't need to add so many good things you know so if you want to start somewhere just just pick one good habit yes and see what does to you it's like you know you will feel the difference definitely yeah. and then once you start incorporating like one by one then yeah you're stacking it's it's i love the idea also what you shared about longevity and um as it relates to moisture and uh, the oils enhancing and dryness yeah. being aging yeah and the oils fostering youth and almost being yeah. sort of the key to this longevity and aging yeah. yeah yeah it's just the lubrication it yeah. is yeah yeah because according to ayurveda your brain is like a frozen ball of ghee mm. so what we have all this covering uh, on brain myelin sheath and as well as on our spinal cord so it's good fat mm -hmm. and so if we don't give our body to our nervous system good quality fat then it will simply dry shrivel dry out shrivel and then so there is then there is no communication between your nerves yeah and that's why what we are facing nowadays is more dementia or uh, alzheimer parkinson all these things that's nervous system related problems it's literally it's your brain is drying mm -hmm. aging and so if we give more oils if you give more nourishment that will really help to you know it's like bathing to your internal cells internal like, organs yeah 
Yeah, and I have an acute personal experience of this because my father passed away from dementia yeah. and I watched that I and I don't that, wish yeah. that on anyone. Yeah. But it's it's interesting because for so much of the previous generation, mm-hmm. my father's generation, you know, they they grew up being told that fats are bad, you know, uh, yeah. all low fat, yeah. you know, and now we yeah. realize the standard American diet was a lot of what was recommended yeah. is the ant- antithesis of good health. Yeah, it was 0%, fat. it was 0% fat, 2% yeah. fat, yeah. something like that. We used to eat that and, but nowadays everybody is talking about you have to have your omegas, you have to have your good fat. Your healthy yeah, fats. Yeah, your healthy fats. And basically it's, this fat is coming from plant-based, mm. it's really good. It's like simple avocado you can add, yes. simple ghee, simple oils. Avocado oils, yeah. Anything yeah. else you recommend? Because this is something I'm very interested in in terms of brain health. Any practices or or foods or or oils? Simply adding some nuts and seeds. Mm. That's a good fat. So if you um, use flax seeds, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds, um, and some nuts like walnuts, almonds, you will get omega three six nine. Mm. So it's coming from plant-based it's more pure it's more natural your body will understand this great so yeah. that's that's a super nutrient yeah yeah um let me ask you doctor and I'm, I'll, we'll wrap up shortly and i'm so grateful for for your wisdom and your insights if if someone is thinking about okay i want to take my health to the next level i want to operate in a way that's more attuned to my own true nature and more aligned to the rhythms of nature what would you say are, are the, the core practices or insights or thoughts that you have that can help them to start their journey? I would say any spiritual practice, what you like. Mm. Start with any uh, simple prayer, mantra, meditation, just simple yoga practices because that will help you to align your not only your physiology but your um, psychology. Mm. And so, uh, these spiritual practices help you to correct your biological rhythms because it simply recognizes you that who you are and what is going on internally. Mm. Okay, because we don't pay more attention what's going on internally, what we need because your body, you know, sends some signals, but we don't recognize those. Yeah. We are we are very busy with our um, our daily routine, yeah, and there is a lot of stress, and so your body is trying to balance on its own. It's like homeostasis, but when there is a lot of stress, when we pay when we don't pay more attention, then you just accumulate those toxins and impurities and simply you don't get aligned to your body so this i would highly recommend any whichever you like spiritual practice Mm -hmm. from yoga meditation simply prayer you listen uh, any chanting uh, you can do uh, qigong you can do any any other practice what you like just Mm -hmm. to start with you know your uh, day and you will you will feel the difference as well yourself. as make yeah as well as mindful eating mm. that is also a simple thing so instead of eating in restaurants just spend little bit time in your kitchen as well as uh, 
you have to have uh, some kind of exercise movements mm. so uh, yeah walking yoga anything any type of exercise yeah, any type of exercise beautiful so in essence a spiritual practice um, some something to start your day to tune into yourself yeah as well as more mindfulness as it relates to eating mm -hmm. and how we go about eating and then the exercise and as well as I will add something for your emotional health mm. because nobody talks about that yeah yeah and so that is also very important so what do you like and what you don't like or what makes you happy and what makes you unhappy so if you just write down that list put it on your refrigerator that will remind you what makes you happy there are simple simple things makes us happy yes yeah but we don't pay more attention and unnecessarily we find happiness in something else and somewhere else yes. yeah and so what makes you unhappy those things how you can you know get rid of that it's difficult but how you can keep some distance from those things that's what you need to learn or i would say resilience mm. so you should be in the listening around that yeah it, it makes sense it's very similar to what you're sharing around tamasic and sattvic you know but yeah. only on the emotional and behavioral level yeah yeah so this is beautiful well wh where can people find more about you and your work so uh, we are in santa cruz mm -hmm. me and dr uh, suhas my husband our son dr manas so um, we practice together in santa cruz and our website is santa cruz california our website is ayurvedichealing.net beautiful and you offer panchakarma you we offer, offer panchakarma um, we offer some um, skin care mm -hmm. i am aesthetician so i offer uh, skin consultations yes so if anyone has problem in their skin so i mostly see those patients amazing yeah Dr. Suhas does uh, astrology, medical astrology, and it's mostly like, you know, Ayurvedic diet and lifestyle consultations and uh, along with Panchakarma, detoxification and rejuvenation. So I and we have been doing this past 30 years. <laughs> you are, you are, you have a depth of knowledge and it's, I can say from having uh, personally experienced it, that it's, uh, it's truly life changing. Well, thank you so much for your time, Doctor. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yes. And uh, I look forward you to. You know what I found uh, inner quality. What? From you. What? You go along very well with anyone, hmm. no matter of uh, age, uh, place, and that's why I think you are traveling a lot, and that's your you know means through traveling you become more experienced person mm. and because that experience is really important and i think you got that point and that's what you are expressing you know um, and you are doing this podcast i think we need more leaders like you mm. to guide our uh, society Thank you. I'm very, I'm yeah. very humbled by that acknowledgement because. Uh, so keep up the good work. <laughs> Thank we you. We admire your work. What do you do? 
Thank you. I admire your work and I'm very excited to continue to learn more about Ayurveda. So thank you, doctor. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Good job. Very 